Welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool available to everyone that empowers us to direct our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through easy-to-use mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and other devices for unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, we are never imposing with kindness, compassion, and caring. Let's face a very important fact here, shall we? I do not know a single human being on the entire planet who doesn't desire to receive kindness, compassion, empathy, and caring. Everybody wants people to be kind to them. Everybody wants to be treated compassionately. Everybody would like people to empathize with them. And I can't think of anybody anywhere who doesn't want some level or form of caring along the way. And yet, we are constantly bombarded by these examples of people who just can't use the logic and reasoning that one would think applies to the basics of kindness, compassion, and empathy, and caring. I mean, really? Let's look at the whole COVID-19 situation. I mean, based on logic and reason, along with science and just a general sense of knowledge, there were ways that have been suggested to stop and slow the spread of this terrible virus. And yet, lots and lots of people just disregarded it at the first possible opportunity because it was imposing on them in some way or other. And yet, for some reason, they couldn't just be kind or compassionate and caring and maintain the social distance of six feet apart, wear a bloody mask in public, or, you know, if you're not feeling well, don't go anywhere. Just isolate and stay out of the general population. This is basic logic and reasoning, right? Well, somehow it was really challenging for people, and here we are, two plus years later, and it's not over by any stretch of the imagination. Maybe it's better in some respects, but now it's just running rampant. And yeah, because of the number of people who have vaccinated and gotten their boosters, the odds of people being hospitalized and dying from this have gone way the hell down. But the spread hasn't dropped as significantly as it could or should have. And those who can't vaccinate, and I'm not talking about those who willfully don't vaccinate, I'm talking about those people with various allergies and medical conditions who can't vaccinate. No, those particular people are still stuck having to deal with this because of a lack of kindness and compassion. Maybe they don't see it that way. And in fact, I know they don't. They don't see that their reticence when it comes to mask wearing or social distancing is a problem. Instead, they talk about being entitled. They talk about being able to do what they desire to do and have what they want to have and so on and so forth. And it's just, it's frustrating because we've reached this place where kindness and compassion are treated like weakness. The last U.S. president in particular was all about making everybody out to be weaker than him. And he constantly compared those as being weaker and lesser, and it was often anybody showing one iota of kindness or compassion to another human being. And that's ridiculous. And yet, here we are. This is the most important thing about this fact. We are never imposing on anyone else by being kind, 
compassionate, caring, and empathetic. We just aren't. There is nothing imposing about it. It's not a negative. It doesn't do bad things to people. I mean, let's let's face it. Why have logical, reasonable acts of kindness, compassion, and caring become an imposition? Well, that's because of false narratives. And those false narratives have been conjured up by people in power because they desire certain things that the reality of the situation denies them. For example, political expediency argues that, hey, if I make the people believe that I'm looking out for their best interest, they're going to follow me. And so the next thing you know, they're talking about removing mask mandates to appeal to that base feeling of being stuck, of being forced to wear a mask, when the reality of it is, it's not anything about that at all. It's a matter of being kind to those around you. When you wear a mask, it's not just about protecting yourself, it's about protecting others. If you are sick and you wear a mask, the chances of you're spreading it through the air go way the hell down to the point that this is where the first year we dealt with the pandemic between the lockdown and mask wearing the flu was almost a non-entity that year. It killed nobody. I believe there was one death from the flu that entire season. It was absolutely amazing. And it was because masking helps prevent the spread of disease. In what way is it not kind? In what way is it an imposition to have to wear a mask? Yeah, it's a pain in the butt to breathe through a mask. Believe me, I know. You ever tried any kind of athletic activity wearing a mask? It sucks. I have been attending fencing practices now for months where if we're indoors, we are wearing a mask, and that's under a fencing mask. So now I'm double masked, which means I'm not just breathing through the mesh of my mask. I'm now also breathing through a mask that's either cloth or paper, and then through the mesh of my mask. But we're breathing heavier when we're fighting because we're we're exerting ourselves more. So this is a safety precaution. And yeah, it sucks, and I'm not enjoying it. But to be honest, I would rather do my friends a kindness by wearing a mask and lessening the potential of spreading this, because do you know how many of them have gotten COVID because of such carelessness? That's why after a period of removing the masks while we were fighting indoors, we're back to it now. And I'm not a fan, but I'm also not against it because I'd much rather be kind to the people who I don't want to hurt. And that's my friends. I don't want to hurt these people. So where do these come from? Where are these false narratives that those in power have created coming from? They are coming from a mentality of lack, scarcity, and and insufficiency. There's not enough this, there's not enough that. If we don't get people back to work, they aren't going to have any money, and they don't have any money, they're not going to spend any money, and the economy will tank even further than it's already tanking. So rather than protect the public health, rather than, you know, maybe taking away some of the subsidies that go to billion-dollar profit-earning businesses and giving every American some pay at a monthly basis, no. Instead, we are going to turn this thing around by pretending like it's all going to be just fine, removing the mandates, removing the lockdowns, and putting the people out there, because if we don't, the consequences will be far, far worse. And all this lack, scarcity, and insufficiency leads to panic. Panic, ultimately, leads to fear. And that's how people weaponize these things to sway the masses even against our own best self-interests, it never ceases to amaze me how much we accept of this 
BS that really isn't about us in any way, shape, or form. It certainly doesn't look out for us, that's for sure. My point is this. It is never, ever an imposition when it comes to kindness, compassion, and caring. And it is a two-way street. When you give it, you get it. And it's the kind of thing that I don't know anybody that doesn't desire to receive kindness, compassion, and caring. I don't know anybody who doesn't desire to have good things in their lives of this sort. Do you? I am going to guess the answer is probably no. So here's the thing. We are not imposing on anyone else, but the big picture issues of the world certainly make it look like we are, and it's often that which gets weaponized against us. It's this idea that it's selfish to practice self-care, that it is selfish to put yourself first and take care of yourself. But come on, what's the statement when you fly? In the event that we have to deploy oxygen masks, put your mask on first, then assist others. Why is it that way? Not because it's selfish, because in the process of you assisting somebody else, now you might need the assistance. It is better that you have taken care of yourself first so that you're breathing okay and can mask up the people to your right and your left if necessary. You can help them. If you're more capable, it's better to care for yourself first. And that's not selfish. That's the thing. It's got nothing to do with selfishness. When we choose what we want to do, and we get to choose if we're going to practice kindness, compassion, caring, and empathy. We get to decide if the logic and reason behind kindness, caring, compassion, and empathy outpaces, outweighs the irrationality and the fear that is often used against us and causes us to think that kindness and compassion in particular are impositions on people. Well, how? In what way? are these impositions on anybody. When we practice kindness, compassion, caring, and empathy, we are not imposing on anyone else, nor are we an imposition on someone else because we're doing the things that we're doing that are kind and compassionate. We are all capable of giving and receiving kindness, compassion, and empathy. Here's the thing. I care about people I know, but I also care about people I don't know. And this is where it gets the most complicated because a great deal of the negative messages and the ideas of lack and scarcity and insufficiency are all about the other. The other is that stranger. And that stranger is often given a face depending on which enemy we're looking at this week or who's trying to weaponize the message. The other is the immigrant. The other is the Muslim. The other is the homosexual. Take your pick. This is the tool that gets used in order to create that sense of lack and scarcity because the other is taking what's rightfully yours. They are taking what belongs to you. They are taking away your liberties. They are taking away this, that, or the other thing. And that's the message that they hit you over the head with again and again. That's simply not true. We live in an abundant universe. All you have to do is look up at the stars on a clear night. How many stars are there? Odds are you can't count them, at least not easily. 
And especially if it's a really clear night and you have no light pollution, there are so, so many stars. I don't think they can be counted by any one person. Certainly not without you getting to a point and going, oh, there's no way I can just keep counting these and you're gonna lose track of where you were counting from. The point is they are abundant. Well, guess what? Stars are made of energy. You know what else is made of energy? We are. Because we are made of the same stuff as stars, it is an abundant resource across the universe because everything in the entire cosmos is made of the same stuff. We are all energy, from the smallest, most insignificant subatomic particle to the largest galaxy in the cosmos. It is all the same at its root. Because it is all the same, and because energy is vibrating constantly at frequencies, we attract the things we need and the things we desire, and the law of attraction, whether you believe in it or not, like the law of gravity, does its job, and it works. That means when you give kindness and compassion to somebody else, you get them back because you attract them back to you. That's how these things work. It is not that there is a lack or an insufficiency of kindness in the world. There is not a lack of compassion. They are intangibles. And like energy itself, they are abundant to the point of infinity. There's no way to measure just how much there is. There is always more than enough. This is why it is important to recognize that we are never imposing on anybody else with kindness, compassion, and caring. They are tools of empowerment, and when they empower us, they can be spread to empower others as well. What it all comes down to is that kindness, compassion, and caring, as well as empathy, are tools of empowerment that don't do any harm to anybody else. The thing of it is this. There is no way in which kindness, compassion, or caring are an imposition on anybody else out there. And the only reason that they're made to be that way is because somebody is actively seeking to disempower people because they are using what they see as their power for greed, for narcissism, for money, for take your pick. They're doing it because they think that power makes them somehow better than everybody else. But that's just not true. Because power is a figment of their imagination, by and large. Empowerment belongs to everybody. Power comes and goes. And that's one of the biggest things to keep in mind about kindness and compassion, because they are ever present, and they're not going anywhere, and they are not an imposition on anyone. Okay, this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. This one is a stunningly easy practice, and it is a kindness, compassion, empathy, and caring tool that we can use on a regular basis. This is going to have no cost to you in dollars and very, very little cost to you in time, but it is a completely worthwhile and easy-to-use mindfulness tool. Okay, for a week, at least once a day, I want you to consciously perform a random act of kindness, compassion, and or caring. Random acts of this sort include, but are not limited, to hold a door open for someone, 
allow another car to make a turn or emerge in front of yours. Call a friend in need. Jumpstart a stranger's car. Leave a tip for the baristas. Instead of tipping 15%, tip 20%. Instead of tipping 20%, tip 25%. You get the idea. And then, once you've performed that random act on each day, write it down. At the end of the week, I want you to read what you did and both think about and feel how it made them feel, but also how it made you feel. In this way, you will see that random acts of kindness, compassion, and caring are never in position on anybody else, and they don't just empower you. They empower the people that you have given that kindness and compassion and empathy to. When you do that and you recognize that, you expand your self-awareness and that expands your mindfulness, which allows you to better choose those things which most light you up and make your life the most ideal it can possibly be and really make it exciting. You know, crazy? Sure, why not? But I don't think this is a bad idea in any way, shape or form. And that is why I share it. Thank you for joining me for self-awareness for everyone and sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. And Afi Mahoney, she is the creator of my cover art. Do go and visit her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please take a moment to visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published sci-fi and fantasy books on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. And be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Music